All right, everybody, welcome to the Best Kids Explorer podcast. Uh, I'm Joshua Best. I'm the dad in this house, and I'm here with my son Frederick, who's my producer. Uh, he's was just born two days ago. Do you want to say hi? I puked on the microphone. You puked on the microphone. Oh man, we gotta clean that up, little baby Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, uh, can I wipe my mouth on your shirt? Here's your binky. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, if you've never listened to the show before, we uh, we like to... Okay, that's, that's good on the sounds. Appreciate it. We like to read from our illustrated story-driven travel guides for kids and uh, have discussions about family travel and things related to it. Uh, this season, we're reading through The Best Kids Explore Vermont and the Adirondacks which was our second uh, travel guide that we published. And uh, we're going to have a discussion today about um, something kind of fun. And, I like uh, sleeping in a big quib. <laughs> big quib? I love a good quib. Yeah, with a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> and all my teddy bears. I w- I'm making a spearmint <laughs> with my binky <laughs> dipping all my swabber into my teddy bear that ripped because of my doggy. all right well you heard it from baby frederick everybody (laughs) thanks for listening and uh let's get to our story log off it was springtime and the best family had just sold their house they were moving out of the suburbs and into a walkable downtown area of a nearby town It took them a little longer than expected to find a new house, so they planned an epic road trip to help them fill the time between homes. The night before departing, they packed their bags with clothes, a couple books, and a few small toys for the journey. As they crawled into bed one final time in their old house, Dad reminded them of the plan. The best family reserved a log cabin in the Adirondack Mountains through Airbnb. Their plan was to stay for five nights and to explore the surrounding region. It was 5.30 a.m. when they woke up and put their jackets on. The house was mostly empty because of the move, so they only needed to brush their teeth, get dressed, and file into the car. Their mom and dad were in the front seats. Hugo and Edith sat in the middle row, and Frederick sprawled out across the back with his art supplies and rescue bots. When the engine started, they rolled out of the driveway for one last time and waved goodbye to their old house in the suburbs. They were ready for a new place where they could be more connected to their neighbors and their community. The road to the Adirondacks had few stopovers. Because they were driving from Michigan and because the Great Lakes are so large, it was actually better for them to travel through Canada to get there. This worked out well for the best kids because their Nana and Papa live in Ontario and they could stop in for a visit. When they arrived at Nana and Papa's house, they discovered that they had taken their dad to the Adirondacks many times when he was a kid, and they were happy the tradition was being passed on. After a two-night stay, the kids got back on the road. By the time the kids arrived in the Adirondack Mountains, it was already getting late. They passed through Saranac Lake, where they stopped for some groceries at the local Aldi. The sun disappeared from the horizon, when they were loading the groceries into the already full trunk. As they got closer to the cabin in the Wilmington area, their mom, who was driving at the time, asked their dad about the details of their lodging arrangement. 
Do you have a key to get into the cabin? Yes, of course, their dad replied. The owner sent me a passcode to get into the front door. Let me find it. Dad picked up his phone and opened the Airbnb app to find the message that contained the passcode. Uh-oh. A troubled look came over his face. What's wrong? Frederick hollered from the back seat. I don't have any reception on my phone. I can't access the message that has the passcode. I don't have any reception on my phone. I can't access the message that has the passcode. Instantly, their plan to get off the grid for a few days was beginning to fall apart. Even their remote mountain getaway required a connection. Together, they scrambled to make a new plan. With only a few minutes until they reached their destination, they decided to hunt for a coffee shop or restaurant with free Wi-Fi so they could get the internet working again. As they pulled into the village of Wilmington, there was one church, one post office, one gas station, and thankfully, one restaurant. Mom swerved into the parking lot, and the kid's dad jumped out of the car with his smartphone in hand. The next few minutes were quiet and tense. The kids were nervous they wouldn't have a place to sleep, and their mom was frustrated. The sky had turned a shade of dark turquoise. It took a little longer than expected, but their dad arrived back at the car with the passcode. The family-owned restaurant let him use their private Wi-Fi network to access the internet. From the restaurant's location, it was only a few minutes up a steep road and down a small laneway to the cabin. They parked their car in the driveway, and the team stretched as they gathered their belongings. The kids lined up at the entrance with their bags as their dad typed in the passcode, which unlocked the door. The place was great, a perfect escape. It had a cozy living room with log walls of maple, a fireplace, and a large deck with Adirondack chairs overlooking the mountains. All of that was great, but there was one surprise feature that really excited them. Bunk beds! They cheered as they ran over to climb up on top. Frederick and Edith were thrilled to scale this impressive wooden structure and instantly argued over who would sleep in the top bunk first. Hugo was too young to sleep on the top bunk, but he was thrilled that he got to sleep in the same room as his brother and sister for the first time ever. Once in bed, he kept them up late into the night because he couldn't stop talking. The best crew took it easy the next day. They cooked breakfast with supplies from the supermarket. They watched the movie Smallfoot together while snuggling on the couch, and their parents turned off their phones in exchange for reading books on the deck. In the evening, they strolled into the village for some grub. Walking down the steep incline seemed challenging until the kids realized they would have to walk back up, so they saved the complaining for later. When the restaurant they visited the previous night was in view, they realized it was in a blue building with a small front porch made of wooden planks. On the porch, there was a statue of a bear that was carved out of wood and four metal letters that were installed on the outside wall. When they were still a couple hundred feet away, Frederick spelled out the word P-I-Z-Z-A, pizza. About 15 minutes later, they found themselves sitting quietly on the eatery's patio, gobbling hot pizza and coloring on napkins with crayons that were provided. They had a beautiful view of the river and the mountains. Their journey had just begun, but they had already learned one important lesson. It's healthy to get away, but everyone needs connection. And sometimes, 
connection comes from the kindness of a hostess at a pizza place in the mountains. They left a big tip. All right, welcome back. And uh, now we're about to enjoy an awesome conversation that we had, Frederick and I, with uh, Frederick's papa named Steve. Um, now, we, we did miss the beginning of the conversation, and we realized it wasn't recording, but we were able to catch the best parts uh, near the ending. And so um, we're going to dive right in here when he's talking about uh, some experiences in Vermont and then also in the Adirondacks. Enjoy. Somebody offered us firewood, and there was a guy beside us or something like that, and he lived close by. And I thought, firewood, I... You know, yeah, sure, yeah, we, we could do this some firewood because he could bring it to us for free. Well, next thing you know, he shows up the next day and he has his half-ton truck filled with firewood. Wow. And he dumped it on our site. Oh, nice. I went over to thank him. And this is like maybe, I don't know, 8 o'clock in the morning. I was up, you guys were up, and I was going over to thank him for what he dumped onto this, our site. Like, it was so much. I wouldn't burn it in a whole year type of thing. Anyways, I went over to say thanks. Well, he had a fire going there at 8 o'clock in the morning. And that fire must have been 20 feet high. Oh, my gosh. And that's yeah, in Vermont, he, is it? Yeah, it was in Vermont. Oh, my gosh. And I remember, I remember everybody in the campsite, they sat so, back from the, you know, so, so, back, so far back from the fire because it was just blazing. Well, it was already like maybe 90 degrees out as it was. But... <laughs> Oh my God! They had a they had a fire that was 25, 20 feet high in the middle of, of the pines, right? Just roaring. Wow. And, uh, well, maybe now I understand why they dumped so much firewood in our our lot. Oh my word! You know that actually yeah. reminds me. We had another story in on one of those trips to Vermont or upstate New York. Wasn't there something about um, going to watch some bears somewhere? Can you tell Frederick about that? Ah, Frederick, you ah. want to hear the bear story? No. You don't want to hear it. No, I don't remember it. Oh, yeah. Speak into the mic so we can hear you. I do not remember the um, bear story. You want to hear it? Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, so, Fredo. Tell us where it was we were, we were. I was actually in Lake Placid. Okay. And I think it was in Lake Placid. Uh, there was a dump there that that was local and uh, for local people. And because it was in the mountains and a dump, Johnny Bear showed up at nighttime. So we had heard that they were there. So we decided to go up there. And there was the four of you boys and your mom and I. And um, we went into the dump. And I think we went with our friends as well. Um, so uh, we, it would be me, you, and your older brother, Uncle Nat. We went and crept alongside of the hill. And we could see the bears more or less, kind of rummaging through the garbage. What we didn't know is that there's another guy there trying to see these bears, but he wanted to take pictures. And it was becoming dusk, which is the best time to see bears. And as it was getting darker and darker, it was getting more difficult for him to take pictures of the bears. So what's he do? He stands up in the middle of this garbage dump, and he holds his camera and as the bear is rummaging around, he catches the bear and takes a picture, and the big flash of light 
comes off his camera oh, man. and st- stuns the bear in the eyes. Well, the bear goes up on all its back legs and it just roars and roars like this, right? And you know, my, my hair stands up. My eyes bug out. Because we're are you, I, you're out of the car, right? Are we all out of the car? We're out of the car. Yeah, you you and your brother Nat are out of the car, and oh we're 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 sitting on the side of this hill, and I'm looking at this crazy man who's taking pictures of the bear, flashing lights in its eyes, and that bear just comes down off of its back legs, and it comes right down onto the ground, and it begins to run. And where's it running? Right towards you and I. So I grab you, and I grab Nat. Wait, you talking about me? Yeah, you. Yeah, oh, wow. and I grab grab the both of you, and we start running. <laughs> okay. Now, Nat's keeping up pretty good, but you you're falling behind. So next thing you know, I grab you by the bottom of your pants, <laughs> and I lift your feet off the ground, throw you over my shoulder, and I'm, we're running for the van. And 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 all of that is saying is, "We're gonna die! We're gonna die!" <laughs> That's your uncle Frederick. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. So I get to the van and I throw open the door and I grab Nat with one arm and I threw him into the van and I threw you into the van and I jumped on, on top of my knees and shut the door. Oh my gosh. Well, the bear bear came to the edge of the, of the, of the brush by the road and he just then took off down the road. I tell you, that guy with the camera, if I ever met him again, Mm. Yeah, you you mm. have a, a couple words for him. You think? Yeah, I have yeah. a few words for him. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that <laughs> night. I think we went and got ice cream afterwards because it was so traumatic. Yeah, we did. Yeah, calmed our nerves. <laughs> yeah. What was that ice cream shop called by our campsite? Oh, we were at North Pole Campground by Whiteface Mountain, and then there was like, yeah. this ice cream shop right beside it. What was it called? I don't remember what it was called, but it served. Soft ice cream. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it if I can here because and I, and I don't even remember, but there were raccoons that would come right up to the ta- table and uh, they would steal your ice cream if you didn't if you weren't careful. Yeah, I remember also there was like a giant um, bug zapper outside of the ice cream shop, and it would zap <laughs> these bugs like the most gigantic mosquitoes you've ever <laughs> seen. Yeah, the mosquitoes like a size of dimes. Yeah. Right, they were massive. Yeah, and and across and, and across from this this uh, ice cream shop was uh, an old A and W in the middle of nowhere. Like we're not in a town or anything. It's just like a, uh, a busy, not busy, even busy highway. But um, across from the from the campground is was A and W. Oh, really? It was an A like and W drive through. Yeah. Wow. Those old kind. Yeah. Oh, crazy. One of that reminds me of when we went to Maine. That cabin sounds a lot like that campsite. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it Williamsburg? Is that where it is? Or no, um, it was called Wilmington. Wilmington, that's what it was. Wilmington, New York. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Well, hey, Dad, do you have any um, any other like summarizing thoughts about vacations in that region as a whole, Vermont and upstate New York, like the Adirondack area. Any for maybe I, some people who have never been there before, anything you would uh, any way to summarize it or recommend it? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I would probably say that it's it's got a little bit of everything, right? It's got a, a little bit of shopping for those who want to do a bit of shopping. It has some theaters or movie cinemas if you want to go to there. Go do that as well. It's also a small, quaint little village. It's, it's kind of feels it does feel safe in the context of it being small and and also friendly. And you know, uh, people are all there for the same reason, more or less. I think you can go swimming. You can do some kind of uh, unique things that like go up White Peaks Mountain on on a, on a uh, chairlift. Good grief. Yeah. Oh, that's right, the gondola. And, yeah, the, on the gondola. And, and your mom was just saying here, she said, there's also J Falls there, which is like we I remember taking you guys to the river and basically the mountain water coming down and you guys sitting in the river and sliding down on the rocks on this, uh, you know, for 40 or 50 feet down the river on the rocks. Oh, it was like a it natural slide, water slide. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And so Did you it was a story a, about that, Dad. I and might you, have. You yeah. got it stuck in it or something? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, it rings a bell, though. Yeah. So th- there's natural fun, and then there's man-made fun, and I think it has all of that in, on both sides of, of, of Lake uh, Champlain. I think in, in in the Vermont side definitely, and then on the Lake Placid side definitely. So, you know, it, it, I tell you this much. It was so much fun that we went back year after year after year for probably, I would say, close to eight years. Yeah, and I think that's why it's become such a nostalgic um, place for me as well. And, man, it was really fun being able to share that with our kids. Yeah. It's worth worth that that visit at least once, but I think once, once you kind of settle in and you find how much you can do, and at the same time, it's relaxing. It's not necessarily, is it uh, kind of like going from one big event to the next big event, next big event. Sure. There are times that you can just lay around if you want, and that's yeah. great. You know, I'm almost surprised that uh, Nat, my brother, Frederick's uncle, Frederick Ethan Hugo's uncle, I'm surprised he still likes going back because of that experience with the fairs. But when we were at yeah. Ben & Jerry's, you know, we went across the ferry, went to Ben & Jerry's in Vermont. Uh, he did, you know, he's like, Get me, get me one of those tie-dye T-shirts because uh, for, I think for him it's very nostalgic as well, despite that oh, yeah. fair experience. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to die! We're <laughs> going to die! Do you know, you know what? <laughs> you know, you actually learned to ride a bike there. Oh, did I? Yep. Yeah. I man, remember one day sit, yeah. I was sitting out beside the camper and I saw you go riding by and I thought, Oh, there's a first. <laughs> there's a first. How old was I? Ah, uh, let me think. Maybe five. Nice. Maybe four. Hugo's yeah. age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I think that uh, that about does it. Thanks so much for, mm. for doing this with us, Dad. No problem. Loved Fre- it. Fred, you want to say thanks? Thanks, Papa. You're welcome, Fredo. Love you, buddy. Love you. And also, did the bears actually chase you, or were they chasing the guy who flashed the light in his eyes? I think they were just chasing something that they could, you know, nibble on. And yeah, like a little you're, kid. You're, yeah, your dad looked like lunch. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of lunch, I'm pretty hungry. Well, <laughs> thanks, Dad. This has been awesome. Okay. All right. Well, why don't we all, um, on the count of three, say goodbye to our listeners? Okay. One. Okay. Two. Three. Bye, Bye. everybody.
Bye. Adios.